0: Welcome to the Ladies Power Lunch Podcast with Dr. Devia Shepard, a resource for women in business, presenting a wide range of topics exploring professional growth and personal development. And now, Dr. Devia Shepard. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the ladies power lunch show thank you so much for joining i want to take a moment to introduce our very special guest today elizabeth hill of greenheart living press she is the mastermind behind all these amazing anthologies and single author works that we have been able to put out through the ladies power lunch brand and she is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to collaboration Yes, you knew it wasn't going to be long before you tuned into the show and you heard me say the word collaboration. She's a master of coaching because her previous life before she ended up in this whole publishing space was actually focused on helping her clients. And she's an amazing master of helping us to get our stories out there in front of a wider audience. I love Elizabeth, but I'd love for her to, in her own words, share with you
1: who she is
0: and what exactly it is that she's doing in the world. Elizabeth,
1: will you share? Yes. So, yeah, I am the owner of Greenheart Living Press, and I help people share their stories of personal growth and transformation. I like to say it's my dream job. I can't believe I get to do this for a living or I get to honor people's stories and be with them through the sharing of it and to help make the world a better place. I'd like to say more loving and peaceful place through the sharing of stories, because I get to meet the most amazing people every day that are authors. And as they share their stories, they're doing it because they want to help. They've been through something and they want to help somebody else that's going through that same thing. They want to have It make a difference for somebody else and make somebody else's life better and lighter as a result. And so I get to meet the most loving, peaceful people in my work. And it's it's really nice to get to do that. And it's been a joy to collaborate with you, Dr. DeVia, and all the people that you have attracted into Ladies Power Lunch, amazing entrepreneurs, heart-led people, just amazing humans. And it's It's a good life, that's what I wanna say. (laughs) It's a good life to be surrounded by folks like this, so. Elizabeth, I, I I love
0: that you are a part of our community. I love all the work that you do to support our members so that they can get their messages out there in a bigger way, in a much bigger way than they could with the traditional marketing route. But can you tell us a little bit about your background? Tell us where you're coming from. Because people probably thought that you just rolled out of bed and boom, you were a publisher, which you totally did. But can you
1: share <laughs> <Sorry>. with us? <laughs> can you how share with happened? us? I don't
0: know. <laughs> how, how did you get here? What was your path?
1: Yes. Yeah, so my path was I worked in the nonprofit. Field for 15 years. I um, studied. Well, my undergrad was in psychology and theater. I was mostly hanging out in a theater building. I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> I, I, did, I did like, and I, I studied psychology to try to figure out my brain because I was just kind of crazy, and my family was crazy. I was like, I got to figure us all out. So that's that's what I did in undergrad, and then working in the nonprofits in Connecticut. Then I got my master's in social work. And so it was, my uh, message was in community organization. I took that and worked in the nonprofits, primarily in community type organizations, writing grants, putting together, uh, you know, organizing programs and helping to help communities grow to fight poverty and help get people jobs and things like that. And I actually used a lot of publishing skills and writing skills in my nonprofit field. I also taught yoga at the same time, which if anyone's been in the nonprofit field, it is a very, very stressful place to be. So I totally needed to go do yoga when I wasn't there. I then went into coaching because I saw life coaching, I saw as this wonderful way to combine the work that I did in the nonprofits and social work and yoga teaching really helped people. And I knew I was like this coaching thing. I think I could do this from home. Have it be you know a better environment, less stressful, working from home, so I could be there for my kids and all of that. So that's the background. I'm always also doing some theater and being involved in that in the background as well. And something happened as I was coaching where I was developing my coaching business. Eventually, I started working for a coaching company where I was helping people across the country that had like medical issues. I was helping them kind of cope with the the, the anxiety and and the things that were um, surrounding those medical issues. And at, at some point, I looked around and eight of my 10 private clients, so these were aside from the company, these were my life coaching clients, were authors and wanting me to help them Publish books. I had published my own book about six years ago that was around avoiding burnout, helping people that are like social workers, teachers, people in you know the uh, helping and healing professions avoid burnout. And once I did that, people started coming to me, going, "You did this? How could I do this too?" But it hadn't occurred to me as an actual thing I could do for work. It's it's funny. It was just like too cool for me to think I could do this for work. Is actually helping people do this. Then I, I started, you know, shifting into that and saying that this is what I I did. And um, so now we've done, we published over 30 books as a company. Um, we have 20 in the works right now. And they're all just amazing, incredible people wanting to make the world a better place by sharing their stories. So it does weave together everything from my background that I know how to do. And because I have this, a lot of the stories that people are sharing are very emotional. Some of them are traumatic, not all of them. Some of them are things that have happened that are very difficult to talk about and share. So because I have this background in social work and yoga, this helps too. I can actually be with them as they're sharing that story with me first and get comfortable in sharing that story, putting it on paper and then taking that next step of, okay, now I'm going to tell somebody else and share it with the world. So it's a really beautiful thing. And it takes a lot of courage, right? Often the people that are coming to me, it takes courage to share the stories they have. We also have a lot of business owners that are like, I love reading their stories because I find out what's driving them to do this work. And sometimes we don't realize that. I don't realize that always until I read their chapters that they submit. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. How amazing that they're using this for good, right? That they're trying to put good things into the world when some of them have been through some hard things, right?
0: And that's outstanding, Elizabeth. There's a reason why I asked you to share your trajectory, share your path, because our show is primarily listened to by women in business, women who might be entrepreneurs, women who might be small business owners, women might, who might be leaders in a corporate setting, or even by women who are finding themselves now in a more mentorship situation. But one of the things that I think a lot of us have in common is that where we started out is not necessarily where we've ended up right now. We've probably had some twists and turns. We've probably, like you have, Elizabeth, started out with a degree in theater and psychology, then with another degree in sociology. And here you are as an outstanding publisher and writing coach For heart centered women in business who need to get their messages out in front of a wider audience. So, I'm inviting the reason I'm inviting you to share this is because a lot of us might feel like, oh, you know, the thing that I'm doing, but it's not my degree, or the thing that I'm doing, it's not where I started, or the thing that I really want to be doing. It's not what I'm doing right now. And I see that you have given us perhaps permission to step into the thing that we really, really, truly love. What do you think about that?
1: I love that. And I, so what comes to mind with that is that sometimes we don't know why we're having the jobs that we have along the way, right? So I can't, at the nonprofit jobs that I had, I, in two different cases, I was given assignments to design like annual reports, design newsletters, publications. I literally had no (laughs) experience. I had nothing that said they should give me these jobs, right? I was good at it and I did it, but I know it was like the universe, right? Something bigger than me saying, you need to learn this for, for the future, right? I didn't know it was going to lead to this but when I look back I go I see why I was given those that that assignment there I see why that happened so first of all if you find yourself in a place that feels like oh man this doesn't feel totally aligned or whatever there might be a reason there might be a thing that you've you've learned you are to learn in that space and then you also get to leave right once you've learned the thing right i had there was a guilt in leaving the nonprofits cuz i felt like they needed me but I knew that I had something else to go do and I got to go do that. And once I, it does take courage to step out and to, to be like, oh, I'm doing, doing this. And there was years of me balancing both and juggling both and all of that, right? So that's, I get what that's like too. But it does feel like on the other side of that, I mean, I really do wake up every day and I don't have conversations I don't wanna have. I get to only talk to people that really like I'm jazzed about, right? Like I'm hundred percent wanting to talk to the the people I'm talking to. I only take on projects that I'm like, yes, this is awesome, right? That I get to do this. And that can be your reality, right? If you start taking entrepreneur right you keep taking those steps that you get to create your days now my problem is going oh wait I can only blame myself that my schedule's the way it is right like there's no I go oh who set this up oh I set it up so that's my biggest problem but I, I'm working on that but I'm so passionate about helping people become entrepreneurs and do the work that they're passionate about and getting clear on that because it's so nice over here doing this like it's not without challenges and sometimes it's well, like, oh, man, it's a lot, but I love it, right? I love it on this side to be able to really take, I mean, sovereignty is very important to me to be able to be in in control of my life, like, I mean, we don't really have control, but sovereign over our life, our decisions, where we're being, our, you know, our financial situation, to be empowered, to be able to look at all those things and and to manage all of those things. And that is what entrepreneurship does, right? It can provide that, that path. So I love it. It's so fun. And a lot of our authors are in that space. A lot of them are entrepreneurs, not all of them, some of them are working and, and they might be doing both, or they might be very excited and happy about their work that they have and their career. And not, not be interested in the entrepreneur space, but be very powerful, interesting, amazing people and have stories that they want to put out there.
0: That's beautiful, Elizabeth. Just really, really heartfelt. And I think that our audience will really connect with that because so many of us find ourselves doing things because we've been guided along that path, perhaps by teachers or by parents. But when we get to this stage where we're able to make the decisions for ourselves, it's okay to switch things up and go from working for a nonprofit to being a publisher. It's okay to do that. And I love that you've given us permission for that. Our show tends to be attracting the kinds of people who want practical things that they can apply to their businesses so that they can see growth. So we're here today to talk a little bit about Growing our visibility and getting our message out there in front of a much larger audience. Can you give us some do's and don'ts as a publisher, as a best-selling author many, many times over? (laughs) How? What's your story? How can we get our message out there in front of a much wider audience than we've been seeing up to this point?
1: I think if I were to pick one, I want to pick like 20 things. But if I had to pick one, I'd say be in a collaborative book. There is so much power in being in a collaborative book. And you're in a a book with 15 to 20, sometimes 25 different authors. Often you're in that book because the topic of the book is something that you feel passionate about and attracted to. And so it's it's bringing people together that are going to be aligned with you and your work and to see what comes from that. We don't always know what collaboration could bring, whether it's a business opportunity, whether it's future clients, referrals, if it's running a program together, or if it's whatever friendship and support for yourself right through in as you grow your business it's very important to have have that um, support so the collaborative books just are working so well and I we have I've done 12 I think so far total and we've done so many many of them have been ladies power lunch collaborations so I think that that is the most important and I do want to put this may I was thinking about this um, earlier that sometimes if people are afraid of doing a collaboration or like partnering and playing with other people. You wrote a lot about this in the Grow Smarter book, because there's probably a reason, like their collaborations haven't been set up in ways that felt right for me, for them, right? That might not have felt good. And so they might have developed like a fear of them or a distrust or like, oh, I'm not going to do that again. And your book talks about how you can intentionally set up collaborations to go well and that's what we do with the collaboration collaborate our collaborative books and you can also do that in any collaborations that you are part of as a business owner to actually figure out how to do them in a way that It will feel right and feel good instead of like, feel like you're doing all the work or this person, you know, you end up not trusting that person and it blows up in your face or whatever. Like, it doesn't have to be that way. So if I am curious, because I think sometimes that might come up when people hear the idea of the collaborative book, it's like, oh, no thanks. Like, I don't want to be, you know, collaborating or working with other people. And that same, like, distrust or fear might be the thing that's in the way of your business working. So if you can figure out a way to bust through that. So I kind of got off topic, but I think it's on topic. It's the the main (laughs) advice (laughs) is to figure out how to collaborate. And the book, uh, doing it through a book is just, just such a smart, awesome way to do it. It's I, simple for you. <laughs> Just, hey, oh you gosh. started talking about collaboration. Oh my That's gosh. my favorite thing. So <laughs> right. there is no off topic
0: when we're talking about collaboration. It's all on topic. I I love that you bring up the fact that as your number one tip for us to get our message out there to a wider audience, way wider than we've ever, ever had before. I like to tell people that, hey, if you hop on one of Elizabeth's collaborations, you'll be getting your message out to about 20 or 50,000, 20 to 50,000 people who are not random people. They're people who would be your cohort, your ideal type of client. So, Elizabeth, you know, as you are doing these projects, people are going to have reasons why they're going to say i don't feel like that's the right fit for me i'll give you an example going to tell you a really really quick story i have a friend she's also your friend i have permission to share her story but i don't feel like sharing her name let's protect the innocent but i tell the story sometimes because i feel like it's the perfect example of why people don't participate in collaboration books I went into her office, beautifully appointed office. This woman is, she she knows her deal about, you know, decorating and just really lovely office. I could take a page out of her book. Anyway, she, I'm looking on her bookshelves and she had seven collaboration books that she'd been a part of. Seven collaboration books, Elizabeth. And books that i never ever heard about. Books that probably didn't go further than sitting on her shelf because they're not doing any work for her. And this was before you and I started collaborating together. This was quite a while ago. And, you know, I said to her, hey, I noticed you have all these collaboration books. And she said to me, yeah, but I'm not going to be doing any more of those. And what had happened is, the books had become decorative elements on her shelves and they weren't getting into the hands and they were all amazing books because I leaked through I'm nosy I'm gonna do that they were not getting into the hands of the people who needed those messages the most Mm -hmm. and so when I came to do my first collaboration with you, I came to that collaboration with that in my mind, like, eh, I don't know if this is going to help me. And to tell you the truth, your collaboration book wasn't the first one that I ever hopped onto. I had been in collaboration books before. And one of the things that struck me is that I didn't really get a chance to get to know the other authors. So our names are beside each other in these books. But we didn't know who, who, we knew nothing. We had to trust that the collaborator who brought us together actually brought us together with purpose in mind. And so what was standing out for me when I hopped on to your collaboration, the first collaboration that I did with your company, is that you had a Facebook group for us. And you gave us opportunity to mastermind together every month with your Writer's Hive. And it was just a different different environment. And then when you had our books published, there were opportunities for us to use these stories in our businesses to grow our businesses. I love that, love that, love that. Can you tell me a little bit, Elizabeth, and I know we're going out into the weeds here, but tell me a little bit why these were things that were important for you to have as part of the projects that you were putting forward?
1: Yes, this is very important to me because I think, so it it could be very easy to be in a book collaboration and just submit a chapter and not really partic- not meet with the other authors. I mean, some collaborations are just set up that way. That's not really the intention. It's just, okay, we'll do the book. What I love, I love this is being able to bring the authors together early on so they can get to know each other because The power in this is not only having this book to share out into the world, but also in getting to meet each other and to grow together as people and to look for how you can help each other grow your businesses. And so I do this intentionally with book collaborations where Yes, there is a Facebook group, the The Writers High, where everyone can come together, not just in this book collaboration, but anyone that has ever worked with me and then, you know, they might have done a book two years ago and they can share from their experience too. So you also get to connect this larger group of writers and entrepreneurs as well. And we do have a monthly mastermind at the beginning of the month where you can bring any topic that's writing related or book related marketing related in, in regards to that and get support and share and, and create together. It is important that you do need to show up in some way in the book collaboration. So there are times where the author needs to step in and participate in that. You don't need to, but it's way more fun and you'll get a lot more out of it by engaging in some way. And you do get to choose your level of engagement with the group, what feels comfortable for you, but it's a lot more fun. You get a lot more meaning and can even get a lot more benefit for your business the more that you do get to know the other authors and getting to know them and also looking at ways that you could, oh, maybe we could actually do a workshop together or something, right? There's all different ways. Maybe I can be on your podcast and you'll be on my podcast, right? There's all sorts of different ways that are even beyond the the intentional structures I set up for the collaboration, where there's a lot of opportunities for that and through that you offer too when we're doing a collaboration together. There's also things that we don't even know about that people could create together, which is really cool to get to witness that. But you got to step up and be willing to be visible in that way and to engage. I agree with you that you have to be willing to step
0: up and engage, but I think that what makes your collaboration stand out among all the different collaborations out there is that you have put into place the structures for people to step into and step up and collaborate. And I think that is why I have seven best-selling books that we have done through your program and people know about them. They're out there, they're working every single day. I just got an email that this book that we did, it was, we did this one, Answer the Call in spring 2020. Yeah, just this year, spring 2022, we did Answer the Call and it's been on the Amazon Read of the Week. Mm -hmm. twice over the past few months it's still out there it's still working for people it's still doing what it's supposed to do it's getting into the hands of people who need it the most Mm
1: -hmm. and I
0: think that's where what you do stands out compared to some of the other collaborations that I've been part of and some of the other collaborations that I've seen other people be a part of. People are going to want to reach out to you, Elizabeth. How can they do that?
1: Yes, you can find me on greenheartliving.com. Very easy to look me up and connect with me there or find me on Facebook, Elizabeth B. Hill. Happy to connect in that way.
0: Awesome. And Elizabeth and I are doing a collaboration together. We're launching another book come October, but we're inviting our authors now because it takes some time for us to get all of these collaborative structures in place. And so, if you have a message to share that feels right when you think of our theme for this book, which is live your optimal life, if you feel like you have a message to share around that, I invite you to connect with us, grow smarter, not slash visibility is where you would be able to connect with us on that. So thank you so much, Elizabeth, for being a part of our show today. Really, truly appreciate you. And I want to thank everybody who tuned in today. I'll see you guys on the next show. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Find out more at our website, www.ladiespowerlunch.com and find us on YouTube at youtube.ladiespowerlunch.com This is a production of the LPL Podcast Network.